Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Feathers in My Hair. I'm so thrilled today to be having a guest that hasn't been on in a while. It's been a bit since we've done an episode. And I'm so, so glad to welcome back my favorite Teen Mom podcaster, Amanda from Amanda Loves Hate Teen Mom. Hi, Amanda. So happy to be here. And for those that haven't listened to Amanda before, one, you should. It's a much funnier take on Teen Mom. We're just, we're apples and oranges. Yeah, we're very different. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to be on Amanda's podcast this week doing a Teen Mom OG uh, season three, episode three. And it's actually a really good episode. And honestly, we're going to have to talk about it a little bit during this because the parallels for Gary and Amber. Oh my, it's like watching the same episode. I just got a full body show. Like I I know it's kind of kismet that these two. I was like, like, whoa. Like nothing has changed that these two, like that is the first, the one that we watched for Amanda's is like the first episode where the police contact Gary and Amber about, and they're like, the neighbors must've called the police. And it's like, no, hundreds of people watched you get your (laughs) ass kicked on TV. So they called the police for you. But it's the first time the police contact them and they like get into a fight about it, of course. And Amber's out of her skull high, like she can barely keep her head up in a lot of the scenes. And it really shows like how little has changed and how much has changed. And yeah, it's just, I definitely recommend listening to it because I think a lot of it is parallel to what's going on now, especially with the Amber stuff. Totally. And also the and Ferris scenes were so good. Like, oh, it was a good so episode. Good. And so Butch, should... Butch gets out of jail. Oh, He's got the rat a, tail. Guys, Macy like, sucks, but. <laughs> so for full disclosure, I told Amanda, because she was like, do you want to do a crossover episode? I was like, well, I'm in the new season. Amanda's not doing the new season. I was like, let's do two episodes. The only caveat is that we have to do mine first. <laughs> Because your episode is going to be so much more interesting that I know if we do that first, we're going to blow all of our steam. Yeah, and it'll just be like a a, a nosedive. And not want to talk about it. So let's do the current episode, which we all understand and agree is much more boring than than the old seasons. And that's why we're going to talk about this first, and then we're going to take a break and record Amanda's episode. But I was like, we have to do the new episode first because we will like if we recorded that old one, I would have been like, there's nothing else to talk about. Like, we're talked out. <laughs> but it's really crazy. Oh, no, and that episode of mine is dropping, like, immediately after we finish recording, basically. So Perfect. If, if you, yeah, I mean, go back two days, I guess. You're dropping this Sunday, right? Yes. So go back two days and you can see my episode. Okay, let's start, I guess, with Macy because, like, literally nothing happened. Well, I was going to ask you first because usually my favorite part of your episode is where you talk about um, all the current events and oh, stuff. Yeah, so is there anything to discuss? Okay. No shit's going on. Kale is being her anti-vax self and will not be getting a COVID vaccine That is, there's a vaccine. She's which trolling is, us at this point, I think. Okay. I really feel like, uh, I don't know exactly how to put this into words, because everything she posts is so vile and she has such a large public platform that <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter if she believes it or not. I would always say the same thing about David when people would be like, absolutely. Because I really believe David was trolling for a reaction, but it actually doesn't matter because as long as you're sharing hateful misinformation, like bigoted, stupid stuff, like it doesn't matter if you're trolling or you truly believe it because you're giving a platform to it. So I want to preface, preface that by saying like that I'm for sure, like I feel that way about Kale. We also know that uh, Lux is unvaccinated and Lincoln is like partially vaccinated, whatever that really means. So I'm not saying that Kale isn't anti-vax, 
But I also think that Kale is such an attention desperate person and is uh-huh. so desperate for chaos and attention and negative attention that she really does post shit that like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think Kale in her day to day, like even thinks about vaccines. Like, I don't think it's a cause yeah. she like genuinely cares it about. It just seems a little tone deaf to maybe post about anti-vaxxing as oh. every, people are dying every day. I mean, it's COVID. always tone deaf. It's tone deaf well, at all times. I just think like Kale has like leaned into this weird persona that I bet like if you were Kale's friend in real life, which we know she doesn't have that many friends, but I bet if you're Kale's friend in real life, you'd be like, does she care about vaccines? Like I've never heard her mention yeah, she's a vaccine. Never mentioned it. It's just something she gets attention for online. And but like I said, I'm not justifying it or excusing it because it's literally inexcusable what she's doing. But it's just it's also crazy. It's like she's like, Yeah, my kids will not be getting a COVID vaccine. It's like your kids aren't having a choice. We're all getting lined up like in a shot right arm. right oh exactly um also didn't janelle and david break up i saw oh my that God, on I your totally instagram forgot. i see it's hard like my janelle and david care has gone down a lot i'll be honest like it's gotten to the point of like you know i always talk about being out drama by certain people and okay. like it gets to the point where i need i'm goldilocks of drama i need the perfect amount of drama uh-huh. and with janelle and david it just like i think for me when janelle got fired was kind of, and the kids got taken and like all of that happened. I feel like that was like the peak of Janelle drama and me caring. Oh, when she left David, I was on, I was like tingling my whole body. That's fair. I think I was just like, eh, she'll go back. Like, Like, I just knew that it wouldn't be permanent. And I just feel like, I can't get that excited about Janelle and David fights because it's like, this is just what it's gonna be forever, them fighting like this. Oh man. And yeah. They posted, like, on Sunday, there was a post. I mean, I don't know the exact days. I'm making up this day. But, like, Sunday or Monday, David posted, like, how we're in this for our lives and we love each other and quarantine and we're life partners. David posted that. Yes. Okay. And Janelle, but Janelle was posting shit on her stories, like, them all together as a family. And then, like, two days later on Facebook, she posted, like, my like, heartbroken. I can't yeah. trust anybody. Yeah. Which, like, Okay. And then the next post was like, and they unfollowed each other, right? Yeah. They unfollowed each other. And Janelle says her phone is shattered. So, but I mean, I don't know. Let me say, are they following each other? You know what I mean? Like, what does it even mean for them to unfollow Yeah. After she got back together with him this past time, I think my whole wad was just blown with the whole thing. And I just don't. I mean, this is what Janelle does. I think like we need to not, you know what I mean? Like we, what is his black river? Brack liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. David Eason following J underscore. I don't even know how to operate this. Like the fact that you even know how to like. Yeah, no, David is not following. Yeah. So, I mean, like. Well, it sucks that they're literally not allowed to leave the house. They're like literally stuck together. Yeah. I wonder if she like fully gave up the apartment or she just like stopped paying rent on it. Like, oh, I saw her post a video the other day. Andrew. That's interesting. Andrew, uh, Amber, yeah. uh, I do too, actually. Uh, I, too. Well, it's not me though. It's my troll account. But um, I, she posted a video the other day of like Barbara, like cleaning out the refrigerator or something. Yeah. Did you see that? I was like, first of all, I was like, why is Barbara there? Barbara is like close to 70. Barbara's yeah. old. True. Like, she needs to be self-isolating and not being around those kids. And also David has um, an autoimmune disorder. 
That is true. David has that thyroid issue. Remember, and he got like a thing removed from his throat and he he's on thyroid meds. Like he has an autoimmune disorder. He definitely shouldn't be around. They should all be self-isolating just like everybody else. Yeah, and I feel like the two of them, if anyone is not washing their hands on a regular basis, it's the Eason oh, family. Oh, no. God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but can I say that I'm like high-key fucking jealous of Janelle's fridge and how the fridge I have right now is like so <laughs> shitty. It, our whole family hates it. We need to get a second fridge for the garage, but it's just, you know, not in the cards at this moment. And Janelle has like a fucking industrial-sized fridge. I know. It's huge. It's like a double refrigerator. I know. I know. Ugh, I'm so jealous. But yeah. so yeah, that's what's going on with Janelle. I would say though, like in general, Team Mom news, I feel like has slowed down recently. Or it's just it's just a constant loop of the exact same story. Well, that yeah, that's also the same thing. And I'm with Kale stuff. It's like Kale subtweets Chris, and I'm like, I don't care. Oh my god, like, that shit. Like every day, Kale and Chris are like sending subtweets about each other and following and unfollowing each other. And Kale's tweeting just like some vile shit. I think it's that most of the team mom news right now is about Kale. And I just find everything she does so disingenuous. And I find sure. yeah, I don't all of her drama, all. like, it's just such an obvious attention se- attention seeking thing for me that I'm just like, I don't care to give it attention. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, hopefully something interesting will happen, but I don't know if it will because no one's even allowed to leave their goddamn houses for the next six months, so. Yeah, I mean, somebody should, <sighs> might do something really stupid, and I'm surprised maybe one of the couples will break up because of quarantine. I mean, if anything's going to test all of these couples' relationships, they're, all of their dysfunctional relationships, it's this quarantine. Yeah. Okay, so let's quickly talk about Macy. Yeah, who I, I always like, put her first, too. What the fuck was this episode? Oh, this was with the fucking PCOS. Turn turn okay. Chattanooga teal. I was like, this okay. is not First a of all, thing I care about. Here's something I want to talk about. I feel I'm like totally for advocacy for PCOS. I'm totally for advocacy for all women's health issues. Like it is underdiagnosed, even though I feel like I know a lot. Of, I feel like almost everybody I know has PCOS. Like when I hear someone has PCOS, I'm like, yeah, you and everybody else. Like right, we, sure. everybody has it. But like I'm supportive of it. Endometriosis, like all that stuff. It's like it's important to talk about these issues that weren't talked about for a very long time. Don't get diagnosed in women. Um, are harder to diagnose, et cetera, et cetera. I'm very supportive of like the advocacy itself. One, I would say it's extremely boring to watch. Two, I can't <laughs> quite figure out the impact it's had on Macy's life. Tiny little thin Macy who's had like a hundred kids. Uh-huh. Um, Easily. She's popping them out. Like the moment she wants to get pregnant, she gets pregnant. So I feel like a lot of the side effects from PCOS like don't seem to actually affect No, she'll her. just be like, oh, it just my cramps really hurt. I'm like, well, so do mine. Yeah. I well, mean, and I like feel for that. Like I'm not right, of discounting course. that, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I think we are in like such an age of extremes that when someone doesn't have an extreme case of something and they're advocating <laughs> sure. for it. I'm like, okay. All right. And maybe that's like a me problem or a media problem, but I don't know. It it doesn't seem to affect Macy's life that much. So she does and also this is a Macy problem is that she is the least passionate person to ever exist. Oh my god. When it shows her doing her speeches, she's like, I care about this a lot and we're all in this together. Like what was her thing? <laughs> Let's change the world. Like <laughs> 
she she sucks like she just has no passion whatsoever so listening to her like advocate for something that doesn't seem to have a huge impact on her life anyway and she really just genuinely doesn't sound passionate about just isn't that interesting I also have a question about colors representing things because I thought teal represented um like the uh, like sexual assault survivors is a teal. Ooh, I thought it was um, the um, when you can't eat when you can't eat uh, yeah gluten. like gastro issues. Uh, no, the gluten allergy. Oh, celiac disease. Yeah, celiac disease. You you put out a teal pumpkin. Oh on yeah, Halloween. yeah, yeah. That's like auto like you have like non candy options. The teal pumpkins. You're exactly right. Oh, okay, okay. I think I it's like it was... for people who I don't think it's necessarily celiacs. I believe the teal pumpkin is like. I have pencil erasers or cool, little okay. toys. Well, I love that. Is yeah. like for people that we recognize that like, it's not just celiacs, but like kids with food allergies or sensory issues or whatever that. Okay. Like I, I, like have, I have a friend's daughter who has celiacs, but also a bunch of other stuff. And one year went trick-or-treating, couldn't eat any of her candy because it was like all chocolate based and she yeah, can't eat chocolate. Sucks. So it's, yeah. that's the point of the teal pumpkin. But yeah, I know. So, um, I followed gymnastics and they have had a big issue with sexual assault. And so one meet, like they were all wearing teal ribbons for like recognizing sexual assault oh, okay. survivors. Uh, one of my friends was telling me that it's also for ovarian cancer. Like there's only so many colors. There's only so many colors. <laughs> so... And I feel like if it's not a pink ribbon or like a or yellow, yellow ribbon, yeah. those are like the only two ribbon colors that are a like. rainbow ribbon for rainbow. Sure. Rainbow. Yeah. I get pink. I mean, Susan G. Komen has done a lot with the color pink. Right. Like, sure. You know what pink stands for. If I see something lit up pink, I'm like, oh, it must be, is it November or whatever the breast cancer sure. month is, October? Um, if it's rainbow, yes, I know. If it's yellow, I imagine it's uh, like for vets or whatever. What was the Time's Up ribbon? I think it was black. I think oh, was it just black. black? Yeah. I think they wore black, but oh God, this but is I the most think uninteresting the conversation. Is, I think the Time's Up ribbon is black too. But oh, what I'm <laughs> saying is like, if I drove down and saw a building that was teal, I'd be like, that's pretty. Yeah, I would just think it was a teal, like, teal. Yeah. I, like, I know, in, like, in Philly, when they light up buildings, a lot of times, like, especially this one uh, particular building they light up also have, I mean, Philadelphia is different than Chattanooga, obviously, but they also have um, a, like, an LED thing that goes across, you know what I mean? Like, a scroll that goes sure. across the top. And it would say like PCOS, PCOS, P- so okay. at least like you would know what it's for. Sure. Because like, I don't know, my excitement of the tallest, first of all, the tallest building in Chattanooga, Tennessee, whoop-dee-doo. Also, what a nail biter throughout the episode. I'm like, oh, you have-. she's like, I'm really, I'm still waiting. I'm still trying so hard. I'm like, you make one phone call, tell them that MTV is going to cover this. Of course. <laughs> And she's yeah. handing out the things to get, they don't even need to do anything. All they need to do is put a timer on their phone of the right date and then put it on the ground and press on. Yeah. It's like, it just is so silly. Like I, the lowest stakes, you're right. It's like the lowest stakes lowest that's stakes. ever existed for a, no offense for most people. And I say this is someone who like, like I said, I feel like almost everybody I know has BCOS is a pretty low stakes like issue if that makes sense like I have asthma and I would say it's like kind of like having asthma like a moderate like for most people you know what I mean it's like something that like occasionally I'll think about and it like can fuck with my life and it's like better make sure I have an inhaler when I have an asthma attack like it really sucks 
like 99% of the time, I don't think about my ass. Ew, but that sucks for you during COVID time. That's like scary. Yeah. Um, I honestly haven't really thought about it that much because okay, it's sorry. like, I have like <laughs> exercise induced asthma. So it's not. Oh, okay. So perfect. Um, yeah. It's, that works out great. I'm not really that worried about it. <laughs> um, right. Maybe I should be, but I have a nebulizer. It's fine. <laughs> You're fine then. But like, but do you know what I mean? It's like, I say this is somebody with like some low stakes issues that are uh-huh. serious, but like, it's not like we need to light up the town teal because like yeah. people are going to die. Like I have, I have plantar fasciitis. It would be about like that. Yeah. Which is like, it's serious. It messes <laughs> well, it with your sucks. life. Yeah. Like it hurts. It, it hurts. Sucks. It sucks. Like, like I definitely feel for you. Like people I can't should wear know certain it. shoes. I have to. No, but it sucks. It like messes with your exercise. I'm sure it messes no, it with sucks. how much you can walk. Like it's a disability. It's a physical like handicap. I would say PCOS is probably a little more uh, has a little more effect on your life. Yeah, than like I'm definitely I'm not discounting but... it. When you have PCOS, right. you have to change your diet. It can affect really serious fertility issues. Like it affects your weight. Like I, I hope people understand what I'm saying here. It just I think they do. Feels, I think if she was. This is all, I, like, I think if it was, like, for a cancer. That's what I was just about to say. I would feel, like, a little more, as a viewer, like, a little more, like, oh, wow. Like, this is a great cause. Yeah. But watching it, I think if Macy was my friend, I'd be like, that's a great cause. Like, good yeah. for you. That's amazing. Oh, my God. You're going to D.C.? Like, that's incredible. You're getting a building lit up? Like, that's incredible. I would but say this TV, is. Oh, I don't give a fuck. No, 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 it's not interesting. And, and I would, but, uh, but I will say that this is less cringy for me to watch than Chelsea and Cole attending Pride in full costume. Like that was much more well, irritating. Well, yeah, because this actually has something cringy. to do with Macy's life. Sure, exactly. <laughs> Where me, what, so, is, what is being like, oh, don't get me started. Uncle no, Matt, I know. We, bo- we both ranted. Don't get, don't get me started on the <laughs> radicalness of supporting Pride in 2019. Yeah. Actually, in Cole DeBoer, costume. Cole DeBoer through the first brick at Stonewall, and that's yeah, I know. on that. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Uh, but okay. Also, do you think that May? Do you think that MTV? Or, I don't know. I don't even know where to go back with this. But do you think the Edwards went to MTV and they're like, "We're not appearing on the show if Macy's going to just talk about Ryan the whole time, and that's why she has to do the storyline." No, I think that MTV recognizes that. Uh, Macy is their stable one on OG. Okay, gotcha, And they yeah. need Macy to have a non-Ryan storyline. Oh, and right. I want to say one other thing. Um, watching Macy do this, besides her low energy, which is cringy when she's giving speeches, there was nothing cringy about what she was doing in this episode. That's the it was thing. just it's boring. It's boring. It's not cringy because it's a real issue that affects her and it's for a good cause and there's literally nothing negative about it. Do you At know, all. Like, like there's nothing negative to actually say, which is why I said if like she was my friend, I'd be like, that's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I wasn't triggered by it. And like at yeah. the end when everything was teal, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's it. You're that's like, okay. Like, yeah. You're like, where's Ryan? <laughs> like, I'm watching this episode. I'm like, where's Mackenzie? Like, Thank who you. cares? <laughs> Like, is Ryan high? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, on the episode that you and me are going to cover for mine, it's equally, I mean, my notes for Macy are like 10 Yeah, minutes. not much it's, happens, but at least there's stakes a little well, bit. The episode right before this is when Ryan asks if Kyle is slow, which is like <laughs> fucking classic. So there's at least something happening. I know. There. If it was 2013 and I started this podcast, it probably would be called Is Kyle Slow? Not that's, Feathers that's in My so Hair. That's so good. <laughs> because it's, it's the good. other most iconic line from Team Mom, but that's 
not PC it's and very so offensive. Good. Oh, I and I would so never excited. name a podcast that like in <laughs> yeah, this no, day I and think, age. I think you'd cut some heat from that. <laughs> Rightfully, people would be like, "Are you fucking right. kidding me, you idiot? Like, you can't call <laughs> podcasts is like that's offensive because it it's is. Super, it is offensive, but it's the most iconic line from Teen Mom. <laughs> it's pretty good." Um, I think Feathers in My Hair is actually second to Is Kyle Slow. I don't know. Feathers in My Hair is pretty good. But yeah, so there's just nothing that's like, there's no stakes. It doesn't matter. It's like, yay, Macy got her thing done. She went on a radio station. Like, first of all, I'm like, do people, the radio? I'm like, you reach people with the radio? I'm like, go on a podcast, girl. This is 2020. I mean, honestly, do people listen to the radio? I, I don't. I haven't listened to the radio and anytime it like accidentally comes on in my car, I'm like, ah, yeah, I know. I'm like, turn the volume all the way down. <laughs> and that it's like NPR. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I just need to hear people talking. I don't want music yeah. happening. Um, um what happens like over with Ryan's family in this episode? We don't see him. At all? No. Cause I watched all three episodes back to back this I don't week, think we so. saw, I don't have him in my notes. So that means we didn't see him. So the golfing thing was last week. Yeah, the golfing right. thing was last week. Okay. And yeah, yeah, I, we didn't see him at all. So like. That's it for Macy. There's nothing else to talk about. That's it. I'm I'm surprised we got that much out of it. Macy solved PCOS. (laughs) Like like Chelsea and Cole solved. They solved homophobia. (laughs) (laughs) Cole solved homophobia. Oh, God, I hate it. (laughs) We'll be right back after a quick break. Who's okay, next? let's talk about Cheyenne next. Um, if we have to. Uh, as I've said, once again, they just don't fit on, they on, don't the, fit show. on the show. No. But there was nothing wrong with their scenes. Did you see that Corey's... St- Did I dream this? That he's starting his own like YouTube show? Yeah, just which I'm surprised he like Ugh. waited this long to do it. I think that... Here's the thing. I do think there's actually... I don't know if they're too late, but I think if they can take off on YouTube, they kind of are perfect for YouTube in a way, because I think Corey's like really annoying and corny and charismatic in the way that like YouTube likes and Taylor's pretty and Ryder is so cute that plus they have a baby coming, which YouTube likes. So I think family vlogging wise, they actually, I mean, it's all luck if you're successful or not, but if they get that luck, I think they could be quite successful with it. The thing is, though, is that I would never watch it because I just, I, Corey is so fucking fake to me. I hate Corey. Jody says that he's like bitchy and crackers to me. That like everything he does, I just hate. Like I hate every expression he makes, every outfit he wears, every hairstyle he has. Well, because I feel like he's so ingenuine. First of all, I, there's been rumors of him cheating on Taylor, like this whole pregnancy. Oh, what a shocker. Like, I totally believe he's cheating on Taylor. I'm still not over the last reunion when Taylor sat up on stage and was like, Corey won't say he loves me, but I know he does. Uh, there's also that reunion where Dr. Dr. I hate Dr. Drew also, by the way, but he's like, where he's like, Corey, do you love Cheyenne? Cheyenne, you love Corey, right? Corey, do you love Cheyenne? And Corey's like, no, I don't. And then Cheyenne's just sitting there crying. I'm like, look what you did. (laughs) That was awful. Awful. And he's like, no, I just don't want to be with Cheyenne. I don't know what to tell you. I love her. Like, I have love for her, but I'm definitely not here. He's like, I will never, yeah. I mean, that is kind of funny though, to like get on TV and be like, I will never love her. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, and I, then never I think the day after her. the reunion aired, he posted on Instagram, like, in Mexico with the love of my life, Taylor, just yeah. such a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, but like, Taylor was on that reunion stage and she's like, 
Corey doesn't need to say he loves me. I know how he feels, which is like, girl, if you're in a relationship, my advice to all listeners is don't do that. Don't be in a relationship where a guy tells you he's just not good at emotions and just can't tell you that because he can tell you that and he's fine at emotions. He just doesn't want to. And you don't, you should never be in a relationship where you ever feel the need to justify anything. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that's probably the bigger I mean, point. I know. I'll, yeah. <laughs> that's don't, probably, don't let, don't, don't let them gaslight you. Is basically that's probably the saying. better way to say it. Like, don't let them justify shit. Um, that's to- that you don't need to justify their behavior. That's ever. totally right. And so for then her to like get pregnant by him. And then he's like, there's so many allegations of cheating and like Taylor gets really embarrassing about it. Cause like there was allegations that he was like fucking someone in the club, but then like maybe just making out. But Taylor's like, I was on FaceTime with him till 5 a.m. And it's like, you're seven months pregnant. Like, why is your baby daddy in the club until 5 a.m.? And why is Are your relationship you? <laughs> so crazy that you're on FaceTime with him till 5 a.m.? I understand that Corey was in New York because of challenge stuff. And he probably got paid to go to that club. You know what I mean? Like, it was okay. probably a paid appearance, which, like, fair enough. But, like, you being, like, well, we were on FaceTime till 5 a.m., like, that doesn't make you look good. also bitch you're seven months pregnant you need to sleep girl yeah like that like there's nothing pause like that to me just makes you look even more pathetic than if you were getting cheated on it's it's just the kind of thing where it's like i need i feel the need to check in with him yeah it's like so so either you trust your boyfriend enough and he's cheating on you at the club or like you don't trust him enough to not cheat on you, like that you need to be on the phone with him all night. God, he's so like just, he's like fucking girls at the club like a few months ago. I mean, he definitely yeah. has coronavirus. <laughs> so this episode, they are starting a foundation for Ryder, which is really good. Um, Corey, yeah, does see come, this. I was like, this totally is a real in on this. Well, yeah. because it's a real. They're actual stakes. Like they're raising yes. money. She's having an event. That event, first of all, I almost heard crying because I was like, I miss going to yoga so much. I actually thought of you and they were like, like, it just made me really, really miss being at yoga and like being out of my house and like workout classes because I like workout classes it made me sad, but yeah, there were actual stakes to this. Like, and this is an actual, this is like a disease that really, like, I'm sure they both live in constant fear that, because yeah. Ryder could potentially. Yeah. Like she's a serious illness. They also specifically said that the, they were raising money to like advance screening, like testing, I guess. Like sure. just their goal is like, like the they second said it, that the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like it becomes like a test that they do for all babies. And I was like, that's great. Like, it's not just awareness. Like they're actually raising money for something specific. Like, I don't know. There was actual, like I said, there's stakes involved. Like they had an event. All those people probably paid money. They were taking donations. Like it had to be done. There was like, it was an all day event. So scheduling had to happen. Like there was real When Cheyenne was making her speech, she was crying. She was like getting emotional because she cares about the the thing. Also, I think part of it is that I feel it's easy for me to get behind Cheyenne's life in her events because I really like her family and I find her family to be very endearing we hadn't seen her brother before I don't think her brother was really cute and like I like the speech her brother gave and I love her mom I love when Cheyenne's mom is there I like her sister I find all of them to be very genuine and like supportive and it's kind of refreshing how they are on the show so when like their family is doing something I'm like yeah let's go it's all in yeah, she's Crazy good. I mean, like she's so Taylor. pretty. Uh, Cheyenne, yeah. it's just Cheyenne's voice. If you could just, if you could just get get a different voice. On yeah, that she shit. speaks in a line. It's hard. Yeah. Um. So Corey does come over and he apologizes for how he spoke to her the last week, 
which is like, yeah, it's right. And this is what I, I don't trust that Corey was actually trying to have a conversation. I, cause here's the thing, like Corey's very smart. I think people skills wise, like, I think I don't watch the challenge. I know a lot of people hate him on the challenge, I don't either. but from what I see is that I think Corey's very self-aware. Um, he's very aware when he's on camera. He's I very it, aware when he's on camera. I find camera. it hard to believe that Corey like accidentally said the wrong thing to her. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, he's manipulative. He basically is living, he's, he's like living in his own like Truman show where just yes. the whole world is just like all Which is why Corey. I think YouTube will actually be good for him because then he can just film himself all day. Yeah. Oh, um, God. But no, you're totally right. Like he's living in his own Truman show. So when he comes and apologizes, he's like, I didn't mean to say that you, Ryder wasn't your priority and that you weren't like taking the schedule serious. You said those exact words though. And what he says this week is exactly right. Like we need to get on the same page. We need to agree with her schedule. We need to agree with, I saw someone leave a comment on my Instagram that I thought was really good. And they were like, I kind of believe Corey because I bet when it comes to like bedtime, um, Corey is a girlfriend and it's like, okay, we need to put Ryder to bed. So me and my girlfriend can have like adult time sure. and like relaxed time. And she was like, I bet at Cheyenne's house, like they co-sleep together. Ryder falls asleep when Cheyenne falls. Like, she's like, I can see how it's like a lot looser, goosier because I think Cheyenne kind of relies on Ryder emotionally a lot more than Corey mm-hmm. does. I think like it's a lot more snuggling and watching a movie together where like Corey is not the trans not grown up, but I think Corey lives a more like, okay, now it's time for me to be with my girlfriend. So like we need my daughter to go to sleep, which is fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, that's totally normal and healthy. And so I can believe that maybe a trans house, like it's a Lucy or Goosey bedtime because they just like fall asleep in Cheyenne's bed and like whatever. But I don't believe that Corey like accidentally spoke to her the wrong way about this. I really think he set her up to like plant seeds and he knew then he'd be able to come back and be like, I'm so sorry. You are He did that classic man thing where it's like, I'm sorry if I, you know, if you took it that way. But what I really meant was this. It's like, no, I didn't take anything the wrong way. You said these words. It is on camera. You said those exact words. Well, and Cheyenne kind of says that. She's like, I accept your apology, but like, don't come to me and say that Ryder isn't my priority when she's my whole life. Here's the bit, what I think is the biggest issue and why Corey is totally wrong with how he said this. It's not saying that Ryder isn't her priority is like obviously so fucking untrue it's obviously so untrue what he needs to say is I believe that we have different ideas of what Ryder's schedule and discipline discipline yeah like and I feel that it's very important regardless of whose house she is she needs to have the same bedtime she needs to have the same nighttime routine because she's too little to understand like at dad's house, I'm allowed to do this. And at mom's house, I'm allowed to do this. And I would imagine that co-parenting a toddler is actually quite hard because of this. Of course. Um, That they're like too little to get it. Like that's what Corey means. But for him to come and be like, that's not your priority. Like just because she's like shitty at doing bedtime doesn't mean that writer isn't her priority. And he's not even saying like, also a better way to approach this is not saying nine o'clock should be her bedtime he yeah. should say let's figure out a yeah, bedtime how does it that work works at your house of us. what's yeah. going on with bedtime hey writer's having a really hard time going to bed at my house it feels like she's not on a schedule at all what does bedtime look like at your house yeah because here's what we do at my house and i think it's working well would you be interested in doing this too 
Like, what do you think about this? And it just, just because like a parent is shitty at discipline or routines or schedules doesn't mean that the kid isn't their priority. It just means they have some shitty parenting skills. Right. Right. And which, (laughs) which yes, that is true. Like there are tons of parents that are like fucking obsessed with their kids and their kids are their whole life. And the kids don't have any rules or schedules. I feel like Corey's also insinuating that her priorities have changed since her boyfriend Matt. moved in. But I'm like, you were posting accidental dick pics like three yeah. months ago, and then you didn't fly right over to the hospital. Like, I, I don't know how you can put that on her and not also talk about that, like, about yourself. Yeah, I think, all, like, I, it just also seems like a crazy way to, fr- like, I just can't imagine that, like, a boyfriend moving in would, like, affect Cheyenne's parenting. I mean, he did bring up, I mean, the smoking gun here is he's like, I watched that episode where they well, go yeah, to the winery. Well, yeah, but that had nothing to do <laughs> with Matt. A- That's just Cheyenne being a shitty discipliner. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, him, <laughs> yeah. him pointing on that episode, I was I like, thought that yeah, was funny. that was No, because bad. I agreed. Like, he, I think <laughs> he's probably episode. right. Like oh, I said, I, mean, I think yeah. Corey's probably right about a lot of this. It's just the way he went about it was so skeevy. Uh-huh. And so obviously for the cameras and not for like the sake of their child. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's, the oh they talk about the fundraiser and uh it rider has v clad which means that she can't break down fats and food um i know my boss's daughter had something similar to this but with proteins and it's just so hard to manage because they can only eat like a very certain amount of foods and they have to be eating all the time and i know her daughter is growing out of it i wonder if kids grow out of v clad Hmm. um i think when her daughter turned four they like were able to start slowly introducing food and now like, I think it just has something to do with, like, an enzyme. It's an enzyme in your body, and I guess you can develop it. I don't know for sure. But she has V-clad. It's really hard to deal with. And they're going to do a workout fundraiser. The name of their – I don't know if they said the name of their fundraiser thing, their foundation, but it's Rage Regardless Rider, which is such a bad name. Ooh, that's – I just – I remember saying R's everywhere, and I was confused. I was like, Like, what? Rage Regardless. Like, your child Rage Regardless rage. Rider. I think that's what it is. I'm looking – like, this first is not all, even a sentence that makes sense. I think that's what it is. I want to see what it's – let's see, Rider. Because obviously I follow where there's – that's Rider K. Yeah, it's called – it's in her blank because you know Ryder has a full Instagram page because why wouldn't she? It's not letting me pull, but yeah, it's Rage Regardless Ryder, which is like, it's not great. Yeah, it's a bad name, but fine. <laughs> it's a really bad name. Um, but they have this whole fundraiser for them, and oh, Rage Regardless Rye, not even Ryder R Y. They have this whole fundraiser for it, which is nice. Um, it's a workout fundraiser. Everybody there was really good looking. Did you notice uh-huh. like everybody there like was fit and pretty? I mean, I guess they live in oh, LA yeah. and it's just like an LA thing. It was just like, it was just like a, but it's almost like they hired like fitness models or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a good looking Instagram group. model friends were there. Uh-huh. They only invited their hot friends, which like good for them. You Fine, know, I yeah. love it. The other thing is, and I'm surprised MTV didn't show this and she even tweeted about it. Caitlin and Tyler went to that. Oh, really? Yeah. And MTV didn't show them. And Caitlin That's tweeted about weird. it. That's People tweeted about it on Reddit and were like, or posted about it and were like, Kate just wants attention. But I feel like if I was on MTV and I flew to somebody's event and they didn't show me they're supporting them, I'd be kind of salty too. That is weird. 
Did they actually, like participate in the? Yeah, I think it's really nice of them. Of course it that. is. And it's weird that MTV didn't show it, isn't it? That's really weird. I wonder why they didn't. Because I mean, I'm sure they also probably filmed them talking to each other. You yeah, like it didn't need to be that. like a whole like crossover event, like the whole episode. But you think that they would want to show like Caitlin and Tyler? Because to me, that's like really generous of them and they were posting about it on their feed to rate help them raise money and like interesting but we got to watch all last episode of the fucking prayer circle yeah that's what i'm saying like if i was kate especially this season like when i'm sure she's getting heat online i mean she's getting heat for me for supporting amber the way that she's supporting oh amber. yeah well next week we need to hold out hope until next week because that's when they're God did you see knows. did you see the preview for next no, week no i didn't oh the producer's like the, all the shit comes out, the audio comes yeah. out, and then I it could, shows them being like, what do you think now that the audio came out? And it'll still be some bullshit. Um, well, Caitlin says it did trigger a lot of my trauma. Well, good. And, and then it has Gary Ta, like, yelling at Amber, being like, you need to take ownership out of it, from this, Amber. You know, Princess and I recorded an episode of her podcast last night, but we were talking about this, and my thing is, it's not that they're supporting Amber, because I do believe, like, you can support friends through shitty things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the complete lack of empathy towards Andrew that and bothers James. me. Yeah. And James. And if, like, all Macy had to say, like, in this, instead of being like, well, we don't know what happened. Like, all she had to say is, like, we don't really know what happened. Amber is my friend. And, like, I want to go support her. Although I, I do know her history. And, like, I just hope Andrew and James are okay. And I really, I'm not picking a side, but Amber is my friend. So I want to go make sure she has support. Like, I'm praying for Andrew. Like, I'm really worried about him. Did she like, call him a narcissist in this episode or the one last, last episode? Week? Oh, that, that put mm-hmm. fire through my entire body when she said yeah. that. Which is like, first of all, Macy's the one that has a restraining order against the guy. She has clearly no fear Exactly. Off. What if people, what if like the Edward, I mean, they probably are calling Macy yeah. a narcissist actually. So how does she feel? Yeah. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that they can't support Amber. It's they also need to be verbalizing like a when they say like well we don't know what happened instead of being like i can't believe andrew's trying to keep the baby from james all they have to be is like we don't know what happened but i do understand that amber was the one arrested so it makes sense that james is with andrew and i just really hope they're both okay and like i'm really praying for both of them however amber is the one that i'm friends with and have been friends with so i'm going to go support her but I just hope Andrew knows, or I'm going to reach out to Andrew and let him know that I'm praying for him and thinking of him. Yeah, like I'm, that's all. I'm it doesn't really, nobody, nobody needs happens. to say like, I am on Andrew's side. Fuck Amber. Right. Like Amber should go kill herself. Like nobody needs like, and even them all showing up isn't necessarily bad. It's like the fact that they can't extend the empathy that they're extending to Amber to Andrew as well. And they're so on Amber's side without giving the empathy to Andrew too, that's what really upsets me. Why do you think Cheyenne went? You, you don't, because she definitely M- didn't want to go. No, because Well, MTV why wasn't was Mackenzie like, McKee there then? Because I don't think she was, they had decided she was going to be on the show okay, yet. that makes sense. Yeah, I figured. Um, and I also think that or her mom has like terminal cancer and it's probably like, yeah. I don't want to waste three days going and supporting. Yeah, I, no, I think I, I, I really think that they just weren't sure if she was going to be on the show yet. Cause if you'll notice, it seems like a lot of her scenes are, I don't know, like even the time period wise just feels disjointed from like where the rest of them are. Yeah. Um, I also think That's that true. they maybe weren't sure if she was just going to film for a special or, you know what I mean? Like they just were leaving the options in the air. Um, yeah, I just have an issue with just the complete lack of, like, they say, like, well, we don't know what happened, but they're saying in a way that, like, Andrew could have done this. 
I know. Not like yeah. we don't know what happened and it's possible Amber really did do it. And you know, it just, yeah. it just drives me nuts. So back to where I was with Kate and Tyler, sure, sure. if I'm Kate and I'm getting all this heat for going to support Amber, I'd be pretty pissed that they're not showing me support Cheyenne yeah. because I'd be like, no, but here's the thing. Like I support all of these women that I work with, Yeah, which is why I also flew to Cheyenne's event. So it's like, you That's see interesting. me, yeah, isn't I, it I, weird? It's weird. Yeah. I wonder why. I want, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I get it because if I'm Caitlin, I would want that scene in the next episode because it kind of shows that it's like, it's about supporting my friends and my coworkers. It's not just supporting Amber through some bad event. I'm also supporting Cheyenne through this really good thing. And I wanted to be there to help. And I saw people be like, why does Caitlin need the recognition? It's like, because she's a fucking reality TV star. Okay. Because she's a reality yeah. TV star and she wants a good thing that she did to be on reality TV, just like every other fucking After getting would. dragged for the past three seasons yeah. through the goddamn mud. After, ev- like, every other person would want the good deed that they did to be on reality TV when they're a star of a reality television show. It drives yeah. me nuts. Um, the big drama of Corey and Cheyenne's scene is that Cheyenne gave Corey the wrong address. <laughs> Do you know it? Well, he uh, tweeted that it was the wrong address and I oh think she agreed God. with it. I think she Jesus. was like, yeah. Or he like put, he put it somewhere and she like agreed that. Also, it seems like he was maybe 15 minutes late. So everybody yeah. like pull your jets. Um, I liked when this happened and she was like, you could tell she was about to freak out. And her mom is like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start yeah, on time. It was and, like, fine. It, yeah, was it was totally fine. fine. He went to Beverly drive instead of Beverly Ave or whatever. And then he gets there. I did notice he dro- drove a white Mustang convertible. <laughs> oh, God. <okay. laughs> Which is just a crazy car. Yeah. It's a crazy car to drive. I think Mustangs are very feminine. That is really, especially white too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you? They're just and very, a convertible. Yeah. Very, very feminine cars yeah. to me. And he got there and everything went great, of course. And yeah. it was a good event. It was like fine to see. It wasn't really that interesting, but. I don't know. At least like we were watching her do actually something, not just yeah. get a color lit up blue. Yeah. Teal, she's, excuse like me. Like she's organizing something other than just making a couple phone calls. Exactly. Um, let's go on to Mackenzie, Mc- or no, Kate, because we were just talking about her. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Kate is at her house. April is there looking. <laughs> April's tough for me. Those new teeth are so alarming because it's like the only kind of fresh thing on her body. So it's That's just so true. It, they like, just stand out a lot. Yeah, we're doing we're doing video chat. So I'm doing drink. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hi. It's like they're just it's so like pronounced. True scary horse. Well, because it's like dentures. I'm sure. I'm like sure it's full. Oh dentures. yeah. I yeah. doubt she got veneers. So let me tell you, my. Well, maybe Caitlin and Tyler paid for it, but That's so what my, I think. one of my very uh, closest friends started using drugs when she was really young and just had like super fucked. Well, they, they didn't actually look that fucked up, but like in the back of her mouth, like had major like teeth issues. And she had to wear like a flipper for one, like she okay, had yeah. one missing tooth, like kind of towards the front that she like wore like a retainer for. So she had like fucked up Can teeth. Can I ask why drugs fuck up your teeth so bad? Is um, it just like the smoke twofold. going in? Or? So meth- okay actually fucks up your teeth because of like an enzyme in meth like it okay rots your teeth but mostly it's uh. just because like you don't go to the dentist or take care of your teeth it's just like neglect it's dental neglect oh. 
like if you don't brush your teeth and you don't go to the dentist and you don't floss, like even if you're not a drug addict, if you don't take care of your dental hygiene for 15 years, like you're going to have fucked up teeth, right? Sure. But why is it so much related to meth specifically? Just because of the enzyme? Like there's something in it that just deteriorates. Okay, gotcha. But even people like, so that's why it's called meth mouth. But like if you're around a lot of addicts, people, heroin addicts, alcoholics, most people with substance abuse issues like have teeth issues. I've also heard of Mountain Dew mouth. Have you seen yeah. this? If you look yeah. that up, Google that. It's pretty wild. Um, it's similar. It's, yeah. yeah, it's kids in Appalachia that start drinking Mountain Dew in Whew. their bottles and it rots out like because of the high sugar content of Mountain Dew specifically. Yeah. Oh, um, fucking nasty. Okay. But so she got recently, like got all of her teeth, like, I don't think they pull them out. They like shave. She did the full yeah, like dental chisel implants. Them. Right. And it was like, $50,000 like, or maybe $35,000. And it's funny. Cause she was a smoker for a long time and always like struggled with quitting. And she's like, I really can't smoke now. Cause it will avoid my uh, warranty on my teeth. Ooh. <laughs> well, there you Which go. Good, but it's just so funny to think of her teeth having a warranty. Yeah. I'm sure April's <laughs> still smoking though. I'll tell you that much. So it was, but like, and I think she went for like a, not a cheap, cheap one, but like kind of a, not as mo- expensive as you can. I think she said it was $35,000. It's like so expensive to get full implants. And so most uh, people with major dental issues, especially through substance abuse, will get all their teeth pulled and get dentures. So you think that's what April's doing? Yeah, I think that's more likely. Because um, it, it seems like she's still having trouble kind of navigating them. And also I think the reality is, is most likely her teeth were probably too deteriorated to do, you know what I mean? Like if you have so it, yeah. many issues at like the root, like I'm not sure they would be able to like fully fix that to like put the implant on it. Right. Because I think, it. Have, yeah, like you have to have, you know what I mean? Like think of the, like if you needed root canals in every tooth, like they would have to do all of that before yeah. they could do. <sighs> Yeah. So it's like not just painful, not just a lot of work. It's like so fucking expensive. So do you believe that April is sober or just like drinking and smoking pot a lot? Here's what I kind of think. Um, They've kind of talked about how April was always kind of a mess and then went really downhill with Butch. Right. And so I think that April is probably back to like that a little bit of a mess. And I bet that, like, she was really only, like, out of control going to jail, like, really bad for that, like, 10-year period, I guess, when she was with Butch. And I bet she's kind of back to that, like, manageable Okay. Phase. Oh, it's so... She's, like, my age. Yeah, like, she's I'm the same not age old. As April. She's in her 40s. Oh, I'm not... Four. Okay, I thought she was my age. I'm 37. Well, Kate's 30, I think, or 28. Oof. So whatever, like 16 or 17 years. So April's within that. a five-year range of me. Yeah. I would say at most April's 45. Oh, I'd say she's younger than, I think I worked it out one time and she's only a couple years older than me. Yeah. She's not, she's definitely under 50. Yeah. Oh, for Absolutely sure. under 50. And I mean, her youngest son, is, I mean, Nick is like 15. Like she has a young kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like He finally pretty... aged a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We saw him, I think, this episode or last episode. We yeah. saw him recently, and I was like, oh, Nick's there. Yeah. Um, but she, not even 15. He might even be, like, 11 or 12. Like, she is a young, you know what I mean? Like, she still yeah. is a young kid, is what I'm saying. Like, she's young. Um, so, yeah, I don't think April is sober, but my guess would be that it's, like... Manageable. Manageable to her and her functioning. family. Functioning. I'm yeah. not sure in my life that I would call it manageable or functioning. 
And I would trust oh, yeah. that. But I think in their warped perspectives, I just can't believe how much they leave the kids alone with her. She does seem completely like a different person from the episodes I'm currently watching. Yeah, like, de- she's a fucking definitely, definitely. And but like, but to leave the kids alone with her for like extended periods of time when she's not yeah, like a hundred percent sober is like she she's not. But she's not like slurry or anything. I always have not, a horrible she's not time. Slurry. I bet she's smoking pot and drinking. I'd say beers. smoking pot. Yeah. Which, and like, right, I bet well. if she can keep it at smoking pot and drinking beers, everybody's sure. like, it's okay. Couple glasses of wine. Yeah. She's probably not blacking out. Probably not even wine. She probably like exclusively. I feel only like she's a beer. Yeah, she's a beer. Do you know what I mean? Like, some people can like give up like their really hard drug of choices. Like, so she's not smoking crack anymore. She's not oh, like, God. she's yeah. not um, drinking vodka. And those maybe were like the two things that spun everything out of control. And she may really be able to like float by just drinking beer and she doesn't get blackout drunk or too drunk and smoking pot, which just like numbs it and mellows it out. And like, maybe she like really can just get by on that. Yeah. I find it hard to imagine, but I guess it's possible because you're right. She's not slurring. She's not acting crazy on camera. Like she takes, helps take care of She's friendly. She doesn't, she hasn't had an outburst of any kind in years or years. So I don't know. I mean, Tyler and Caitlin smoke pot too. And I'm sure they drink beer as well. So I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's just, well, but also like Tyler and Caitlin aren't like long-term drug addicts. (laughs) I don't know. I just, like I said, I, I don't, I, it's hard for me to get a read on April. She's also just not on camera that much. Yeah. But when she is, oh boy. Yeah. So they get a call from Mount Clemens and, uh, right away, April's like, someone's locked up. (laughs) Oh yeah. She knew. (laughs) She's like, she, she knew every piece of information about this shit. Yeah. And Tyler's best friend, Ashley is in jail. She struggles with addiction and I get, according to her, she had been sober, but missed a drug test and yeah. they issued a warrant for her. And then she like kind of, I think Didn't ran go, from the yeah. warrant until she got picked up. Um, I find it, I don't, I'm guessing she must've been on drug court. Like she must've been on like something more strict than just like a one. So like she said, she had a take a pee test once a week and just missed one. And, and she, they said, cause my ex-husband was on this thing called task. Have you heard of that? Where no. you call in and they say, yeah, color. oh yeah, 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 yeah. The color, Arizona the color system, yeah. right? But um, they made it sound like she could kind of drop in any time once a week. It wasn't like as restrictive. That's what they were. The well, she said drop saying. once a week, but I think she might have been saying like drop a test once a week. I think that might have just been when she said drop. I think she meant like I have to call if I get my color. I have to go in once. Oh, a okay, week. all right. Because I was like, do you get to just pick a day? Yeah, yeah. I think drop just meant like drop a pee test. All right. Um. But yeah, it seemed a little easy. I don't know. I feel like if you are doing the right thing for a long time, like probation, you know what I mean? Like if you're doing the right thing for a long time and you miss one P test, like your probation officer calls you. Yeah. They don't usually just like instantly issue a felony arrest warrant. Like it's just not really how it goes. Like, especially if you've been doing the right thing. So I'm not saying that she's not sober, but I wonder if maybe she like wasn't, like if she missed the test and then she stopped answering the phone calls and then she, you know what I mean? Like, 
it just seems weird. But basically, she calls Kate and is freaking out. She's like, I can't get my meds in here. I'm what just... meds is she on? Is it for like diabetes or something? I don't know. If she said, I, I don't think she said, but if she's on, I mean, like psych meds or whatever, and they don't. Or do you think maybe she's on like methadone or something? Yeah, she could be on methadone or suboxone. Because it sounds like she's going through like withdrawal when she's on the phone. Yeah, but also if she's on like a strong uh, like antidepressant. Oh, you know, okay. And isn't getting it like and having like full body withdrawals and brain zaps and freaking yeah, out. Jesus. Yeah. So she's there and her bail is 3K. She's like, it's only 300 for bond. And Kate's like, yeah, but or says to her mom, she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Kate's like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to talk to Tyler about it, which is the right answer. Right. And she says to her mom, like, well, it's 3K or it's 300, but like, who's going to put up the collateral for 3K? And her mom's like, you only need 10%. It's 300. Wait, April like, knows all about that. I'm like, no, the point is, is that you put 300 down, but if that person doesn't show up, they come get the 3K yeah. from you. Like, that's what a bond is. Like, that's what collateral is. Kate was right. Um, so Kate knows that Ashley, she's like, well, I know that Ashley called me and not Tyler for a reason because yeah. she knows I'm like a lot more likely to come right. bail her She's like not bullshitting this. I found Tyler's, um, oh, Ashley also says she's like crying. She feels like she's dying. And Kate is like, well, what if you don't go to court? And Ashley's like, I'll stay with you until I go to court. And Kate's like, well, yeah, where else would you stay? I'm like, has Ashley been living with them? Yeah, I guess. And also it's like, oh, uh, don't do us any, I'd be like, I don't really, I don't, that's not helping me. But yeah, you're like that's, but I was a little, I was wondering if she'd been living with them maybe. I wonder, there's just always random people in the background of yeah. these things. I found, okay. So Tyler, when he finds out about this, this is what I find annoying about Tyler is that Tyler just wants to monologue Oh like, yeah, Tyler just wants to monologue because he goes through this whole thing about how things need to change and we need to get different attitudes about what we do for these people and blah 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 blah. But then Kate's like, "Well, I just want to bail her out." And he goes, "Of course, we're going to bail her out." Right? It's like, and no, like, I just wanted to like say, I think that Tyler has like a, a peel a day like inspirational quote because he does this in the yes. scene in the episode we're gonna watch where he just has he goes through a long list of inspirational quotes like yeah time i to think, move forward well, and because that's kind of a it's as deep as tyler gets yeah, right. i think just tyler, like the most cliche tyler thing. is a very shallow person who fancies himself to be very deep oh and yeah I and i agree with reason, you said last week where you said that he loves chaos like he needs to have chaos so that he can be it like he can look down on everyone around yeah i think part of the reason that tyler is so um shallow is because he doesn't like Tyler's a somebody who wants to be a writer but doesn't read. Tyler's a person that wants to like have all of this knowledge about therapy and stuff, but it's like, what does he actually do to learn about this stuff? Like he's a person who has like these grand ideas but then doesn't do anything to like further his knowledge of anything. Right. So everything is very surface level and shallow. Yeah. But like Tyler being like, we just need to have different reaction. Like we don't need to just go like we don't need to like go pick someone up because they say we do. But then like to say all that and then just be like, well, of course we're going to go get her. It's like, what? <laughs> also, he's like lecturing Kate. If I were Kate, Kate never seems annoyed with him. I'd be like, okay, but I'm not the one who's in jail. So you don't need to yell at me. Like, I know, save he's this always for lecturing her. her. Oh, he loves to lecture. Loves to lecture her. And so Tyler is like, well, she can wait till tomorrow because it's like 7 p.m. tonight. So he goes to get her and actually 
is like it looks rough in the car um yeah, she's like oh she's yeah. numb it, she just seems numb and basically she just explains like what happened and tyler does his thing where he's like it's so hard to be someone that loves an addict and like like i said like none of it's wrong what he's saying but it's like tyler you don't do like anything to modify your behavior no so like you're still picking her up yep and he it's like it's like as if he had a book about like psychology or like you know how to deal with an addict but he hasn't read the whole book he's he read, read the like blurb. He's, That's yeah exactly he's read like I mean. highlighted highlighted sections or just That's like a, the summary the chapter that is summary. exactly what i mean and it's why it like drives me nuts um sorry i just got in okay sorry um that's why it drives me nuts that like like when you read his poetry it's like read poetry tyler like go read poems like if you want to be a poet you need to read other people's poems if you want to be a writer you need to read a lot of fucking books like it's yeah. impossible to be a good writer and not consume a ton a ton a ton of literature is that what he fancies himself like a writer yeah like, oh my god yeah he's a poet baby and it's like tyler if you want to be a poet and like this makes you feel good like go to your local community college class take a writing 101 take a poetry 101 take yeah. a creative writing class 101 take like an intro to memoir writing 101 you know what i mean like actually do something yeah. to expand it and i think part of this is just like the handicap of being successful via mtv and just, and just he's lazy he's just yeah. he, he's he'll just wikipedia something and then be the expert yeah. on that but you're right he gets therapy books he reads the blurbs and yeah. it just it's like it because it comes as very condescending oh my god are you kidding tyler is like one of the most condescending people on this show Ugh, it drives me nuts okay let's go to mackenzie mckee all right who is why do i feel like i'm am i missing someone we talked about oh amber about macy for one second no 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 i was like have we only talked about two people um i was very confused for a second okay oh mackenzie mckee who is really doing her best to pull her weight on this show she is i mean she said she's mtv i need you to come here because i'm gonna divorce my husband and my mom's dying i mean and they they're like maybe <laughs> we'll yeah. give you a quarter of what the other girls they're are. like we'll film you for eight months and then probably not use it macy's gonna make 500k this year to light up chattanooga teal and your mom is going to die this season i bet Corey and cheyenne are each, i bet Corey and cheyenne are each getting like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. oh yeah and mackenzie's sure. getting like 57 and the next episode for Corey and Cheyenne, Corey tells Cheyenne that he's going back on the challenge. I'm like, oh, fucking, come on the edge of my fucking seat. Yeah, right. Okay, so Mackenzie, I will say I thought the outside of Mackenzie's house is pretty cute. She had to move there because she used to live in this other house that they were in a, like, rent-to-own situation, okay, yeah. but, like, I think kind of, like, off the book, like... This guy basically, like, let them move into their house. Josh, at the time, was still working construction, so he, like, redid the whole house. And then the owner was like, no, you can't have the house. And so they had to Ooh, move. that's Or there was, like, a major structural issue with the house. Like, they found right. out there was, like, the house was, like, falling down. Like, after yeah. they been there for, like, like a year and a half. termite damage, yeah. Yeah, after they'd been there for, like, a year and a half and had done, like, major work on the house. Ooh, that sucks. Dude. Yeah, but it was just kind of another example of Mackenzie McKee being, like, such an idiot while presenting herself as such a boss babe. Yeah. Because she's like, this is my home. Like, she was, like, really letting everybody think that she owned that house. And, like, had Oof. bought that house and then was like, well, actually, I have to move because the real owner of this house. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't notice the houses. You always um, notice the uh, 
the houses and stuff I never really do. So Mackenzie has like a cute little ranch house now. And did you notice the big welcome sign on the outside of her door? Like that oh, was no. like in huge letters. I'm like, I'm not that welcoming. Like, Oh no, I don't have a welcome mat. <laughs> nobody's welcome at my home. My welcome mat says dogs allowed, people, people <laughs> not allowed or something like that. <laughs> So we find out that Mackenzie sent him divorce papers online and that he's refusing to signing, sign it and want to come talk to her about it. And I was like, divorce papers online? Like what? But then if I realized she basically idea. found like the- um, Like a template. Like the pro se divorce papers where you like fill them out yourselves and you just go and get yeah. the judge to approve the divorce. And she was like, well, I think what she wanted was like they both filled out and they would just go in front of the judge and like be divorced. I wasn't quite sure like- I don't really, I'm like, you have three kids. Like, can you get a pro se divorce when you have three kids that need child support and custody? But I wonder if she was just like, I don't even want child support. We won't do custody. Like when Josh wants the kids, I feel like she's yeah. that naive that she like wouldn't ask for child yeah, support. But do you like, think that, do you think that Josh is interested in being in these kids' life? Yeah, no, I, that's also probably true. He's a drop-in dad. Very much. Also, I wonder if she was worried she would have to pay him child support. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I can still so in that case, she's being pretty smart. Yeah, she's like, just sign this. She yeah. probably, Josh is like such an idiot. She's like, just sign it. I'm surprised he didn't just sign it. Yeah. And we I mean, can go and sleep with everyone. I don't, I don't understand Josh's motives. Unless this is MTV motivated. Like, I don't think Josh wants to be Mac with Mackenzie either. No, he's never shown any sign. And even in this episode first of all i agree everything mackenzie says i'm like yes girl. why is mackenzie the only sane one in any of her oh scenes? my god right she's like if i wasn't with uh, i i wasted my entire youth on josh and now i'm stuck with these kids and i could have been out finding an actual love of my life and then everyone around her is like no you need to stick with him it's her God's sister plan. i hate her sister yeah the, well everyone around her is giving her i can't hate angie because i mean Come on. No. But but it's rough. You can to only you can only call it like you see it on the television screen. And it's not our fault that a woman that's recently passed is now on reality TV not being nice to her daughter. That's she not just, my fault. It just doesn't make any sense. Like in this in this era of like empowering women and having women leave like, you know, their abusers and also shit. like what do they even care about like the religious part of it? Like Josh doesn't believe in God. No, not at all. They don't have, like, a Christian relationship. No. They don't have any sort of spiritual foundation in their marriage, which, after they do this vow renewal ceremony or whatever, Mackenzie wrote, like, Josh found God, and so now we're getting married again. And it's like, where did he find him? The uh, the, the most irritating thing. Did Josh go to Walmart and picked up God in aisle seven? Like, I'm supposed to believe that Josh has had a spiritual revelation? Like, Josh can barely stand up straight. And, and definitely this whole, uh, um, this whole season is going to end with them doing the vow renewals. So that's like, a well, up to. I'm not sure. I think actually the vow renewal is going to become quick. I think they're going to go on this retreat. Then they're going to do the vow renewal. And then I think they're going to have to Angie. focus on Angie the rest oh of the season. And then I think that her and Josh split up very quickly after Angie dies. <gasps> that's right. They are broken up again. Yeah. The thing that irritated me the most in this episode, because I've just been, I've been that girl where the guy's like, I'll change, I'll change. And then he buys you some shitty fucking roses and then it's like oh he's changed and then yeah. a week later he's back to well and the crazy thing is Mackenzie this is what's frustrating to me who's agreeing with Mackenzie this whole time she doesn't seem to even believe anything Josh is saying so when she's like well I guess I'll give him another chance I'm like but you don't believe him so yeah. why are you giving him another chance you just said it's a constant cycle <laughs> like 
nothing you have said has indicated that you believe that you should give him another chance. So why would you? Yeah, this was very frustrating. Very frustrating. So Josh like comes to talk to her and he's like, he's so proud of himself. He's like, we've talked about divorce so much in this marriage. He's like, you brought me divorce papers, but you got them off the internet. I, that was funny. I laughed at that. And she goes, well, take it to the court. Well, uh, well, we could take them right over to the court, Josh. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Josh is like, well, what do you want from me? I want this to end. And it's like, the thing is, and Mackenzie has been saying this, but I guess she just like, can't fully accept it in her heart. What she wants from him is to go back to when they were 17 years old and actually have Josh be an entirely different person with an entirely different personality and still get to live their lives with their three kids and their marriage. But actually Josh is someone named Adam and he acts totally different. Right. Yeah, totally. Like just like a nice doting husband. Josh can't give her that. No, because he's not, he doesn't have a personality at all. Exactly. Mackenzie wants, and I think like, there's a lot of stuff Mackenzie wants. I think she wants a spiritual, like, leader in her family. Like, I think she wants somebody that really believes in God and, like, really wants to raise their children in this Christian faith, like, where I'm sure Josh like, I don't give a fuck. No. Um, she wants somebody that has a job and wants to work and provide. Yeah. And the thing is, Mackenzie is pretty and she's young and she's famous. Like, she can meet a new guy. And she, her personality is, she's cute. I mean, she makes a lot of, like, She's annoying as fuck. But, but a lot she of guys just, like annoying girls. She's charismatic, I think. She's very, yeah. very pretty. Also, the fact that Josh is, like, turning his back on her while her mother is dying, like, that would be unforgivable to me. Uh, yeah. Beyond unforgivable. She just doesn't, I don't, like, I just don't understand, like, what she keeps going back for. <sighs> And I think that, like, her mom dying is why she was, like, able to finally leave him for good. I think she was just like, I can't do this. Right. I'm not doing this. I can't do it. Was MTV there, like, when she passes? Like, are they yeah, involved in that? Re- oh, remember they God, show I don't that want to see that. In the preview, there's, like, they're standing in, the, like, in a big prayer circle, like, outside someone's house. I think that's either, like, right out. I know. It's going to be sad as fuck. I really hope they don't show her, like, on her deathbed. because I know. Remember gross. that picture they posted of her that was, like like literal she died like two days later like yeah but that's at least the family posting it i, I know, just don't want mtv to be benefiting off of show yeah especially like knowing that. that you know they're not paying mackenzie that much money because exactly. mackenzie would do it for free and that's the sad truth i know it that's is. what makes mackenzie's i think mackenzie mckee is so easily hateable because and i feel this way about a lot of teen moms and reality stars in general when someone is so desperate they're very easy for me to hate yeah, I'm, like, thirsty. Yeah, like, the air of desperation that they have, I just find to be so pathetic. I agree. That I don't know Mackenzie well enough to really despise her that much, but I'm... Ooh, girl. I mean, Josh has been, like, actively cheating on her their whole marriage. Yeah, that and sucks. Like, you have to be... I don't know how... Even in... She's so young, too, remember? She's only, like, 26. Like, right. Young. She's much younger, especially compared to the OG girls. They're like four or five years older yeah. than her. Um, because Teen Mom 3 came from 16 Pregnant Season 4, I believe. Team- oh, gotcha. Okay, I understand. So, like, there's a four or five year age difference between her and Amber, who's like a little older than the rest of the OG girls. Like, oh, that's right, I think is, Amber's yeah. 30, Mackenzie McKee's like 25, for example. Like, there's Oof. a big, that's a big age difference. And I understand that she's still like in her earlier mid 20s. But, like, Mackenzie is that really embarrassing person of, like, posting about how awful Josh is and three weeks later posting about, like, how much she loves her family and how God loves her family being together and how they're not perfect, but they're doing this together. And I'm just, like, 
that's pathetic. She airs out her dirty laundry for nothing. Yes. In a way that's so pathetic and hard to watch. And it's just like, yikes. It's the same thing that Lauren, like I find so pathetic and desperate about Lauren and Javi. Oh my God. When Lauren is posting about how like he's her king and it's like your king fucks someone else in your house. In your bathroom. Like while you were upstairs sleeping. Like that's your king. I'm supposed (sighs) to. Like, it'd be one thing if they're just, like, we're staying together, we're working this out, like, I want to be with the child of my father, like, fine, 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 but then don't play happy family on social media. Yeah, I know, don't, you don't, and I'm so glad that Javi's not on, like, featured anymore. Me too. That I'm just, the relief I feel. so slimy. So, Mackenzie is like, well, what are you going to do to get better? Like, I don't want to be in this cycle, and Josh is like, well, I want to go to counseling, and it's like, what are you going to get from counseling with Josh? Yeah. Because he'll just sit there and be silent, and Mackenzie will just talk and talk and talk, and he'll yeah. just be like, I don't know. Yeah, it goes. And Josh is like, well, you need to give me a chance to show it. And he said, I will spend fighting, I will spend my last breath fighting for you. And it's like- Is, is that a threat? <laughs> to me, that seems like a threat. I mean, like, do I need to get a restraining order? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> right? Also, it's like- He's basically he's- saying, if I can't have you, no one can. Also, like- it didn't like nothing you've never fought for her yeah so like she's asked you you for years to fight for her but what's different now nothing that's like and Mackenzie knows it and that's why it's like hard for me to feel bad for her when she's like well if Josh says he wants to fight like I have to give him another chance and it's like no you don't no you don't (laughs) no you don't he's done so he wants to go on like this marriage retreat and she isn't sure what to do. So her friends come over and she has like three friends over. And first of all, Mackenzie looked kind of crazy in this scene. She had on like super harsh blush, if you notice, and her hair in a high pony. And she just Oh, looked, I do remember, yeah. She just looked so made up for like this like high like so much highlighter on like a lot of a lot of contour. Yeah, yeah <laughs> lo- like it just looked like a crazy you know what I mean? She was just like crazily made up and you know, her friend is like, well, I think it really says something that he hasn't signed the papers yet. Wow, what a grand gesture. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't say, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> is this where the flowers arrive? Oh, I think the, the flowers come after this. Yeah, the flowers come after this. So I guess one of her friends has kids and has a divorce because he's like, she's like, well, I didn't want to split with the kids either. But then once we like actually broke up, I just realized how much better it was. and. Mackenzie's like, but why now? Why is he trying now? I don't understand. It's like, because he doesn't want to get a job because you yeah. support his broke ass and because it's going to be a lot harder for Josh to live just, in like yeah. a one bedroom apartment. It's just easier for him right now yeah. to continue things. Like what, like obviously Josh just wants like a maid and a cook. Yeah. And to live in his house and have his wife pay his car payment. And so he can ride bulls full time. Yeah. So he can go fucking rodeo. Jesus Christ. Okay. That's also the craziest thing that we like don't talk about enough when it comes to this like divorce. It's like, does Josh have a job? I've never known. I didn't even know that he was a carpenter, to be honest, that you said. I only knew like, I only knew that because I watched her on Snapchat say that. But like last season he had no job and that was made very clear. So like this guy that's fighting for her, like, does he go to work? So doesn't he have um, brain trauma from like the bull or ba- definitely yeah. back trauma? But TBI, I'm sure he's hit his he head like a few a TBI, times. But also, then remember when he was like 
full on addicted to drugs in Teen Mom 3. Oh, yes. And like they like openly talked about it at the Teen Mom 3 reunion. You know, he yeah. had like a serious opioid problem and it's just never been mentioned yeah, again. It's, yeah, it's just put under the rug. I'm always like, does, is Josh still high? Like, it's hard to tell because he just seems like he's just stoned off his ass. Do all you the remember time. like Mackenzie was like, it's not that Josh ignored me this whole season of Teen Mom 3. It's like he was just addicted to drugs. Oh my God, girl. Meanwhile, there's Angie being like, yeah, that's true. You should stay. Marriage is a sacred (laughs) bond. That's what I mean. Like, I don't understand why she's advocating so much for Mackenzie to stay with Josh because it's not like they're like fulfilling some higher, like sacred religious purpose. And Angie has like a good marriage. Shouldn't Angie want Mackenzie to have like what she has? Okay. I have a hot take to drop about a woman that's recently passed. How good is Mackenzie and Brad's or Angie and Brad's marriage if she can look at Mackenzie's and be like, you should really stay with him and work this out? Oh, I don't know. Cause Mackenzie does tell her dad, like, I just want what you guys have. And I yeah, look at like, you and it's nothing but like, like that's ours. what I'm saying. Like, is she that fucked up in the head that like, she thinks Angie and Brad's marriage is so good. And that's why she's like putting herself through this with Josh because that's like the type of model the relationship that's been modeled for her. This is based on nothing, but like yeah, something it's hard doesn't to tell. quite add up. Do you know what I mean? Like she's just always talking about how perfect her parents' marriage is and how much they love each other. And I'm always like, I'm always a little dubious when people say that. Um, Cause I guess I just don't believe in long-term true love. I don't <laughs> I guess that just seems impossible to me. Yeah. But I feel like if Angie really did have that great of a relationship with Brad, wouldn't you think she would look at her daughter and be like, don't do this to yourself. Like, look at what daddy and I have. Like, you can have this. I don't know, but I think her religious, her religious shit is so I think you're right. But when she says like, well, I've known people who've been cheated on and stayed and they got through it. And I know people who have had disagreements, they got through it. And I'm always like, is she talking about herself? I don't think she is. I think she's probably talking about like ch- church people. Yeah, you're. I'm sure you're right, but I just feel like something isn't clean in this doty family. <laughs> right, right. That but like, it's just, it's so I just, I'm so about. distrusting of this image that we're supposed to have of perfect Brad and Angie, her three perfect siblings, and then it's just Mackenzie that like is messy. Is the fuck up? Yeah, that's true. Because like, that being Mackenzie special was a hard watch. Mackenzie, you're the only child I never loved. <laughs> like, Basically. <laughs> I'll never be over that birthday post that Angie posted for Mackenzie, probably the last one. And it was like, Mackenzie, you have ODD, ADD, OCD. <laughs> you were always the most difficult child. Yeah. Like just your whole life. Cruel, like tearing her down. Like, this is what I mean. Like, I just, it's hard for me to buy what Mackenzie's selling because I think Mackenzie's self-esteem is so low. Oh, it's and so her, low. Her perception is so fucked up and warped. And I don't trust really anything she says. Not that I believe she's lying necessarily, although I do think she lies a lot um, to like put off this like MLM boss babe vibe that she does. Mm-hmm. But what I really think is like that Mackenzie, I just think that like something has gone wrong in her life. That she has, like, a very bizarre perception of the world that I can't fully understand. And when she's talking about how perfect everybody else in her family is and how she's just the fuck up, I'm like, I don't think that's true. Yeah, her need for approval is more so than even, like, like Janelle. Well, I don't know about that, but it's It's comparable. Yeah. So, speaking of, like, this is when... um, 
she gets the flowers delivered. She's like FaceTiming with her sister and her sister's like over the moon. She's like, he sent you flowers. <gasps> Everything's she solved. She's like, like using the baby nickname, like Kenny, this is so great. Like, did you write down the poem? It's like roses are red, violets are blue. Will you marry me again? I hope you yeah, do. It says, roses are red, violets are blue. Will you marry me again? Will you please say I do? I feel like he was sweating over that one too. I mean, she was, like, she was like, Whitney was like, oh my God, he's really trying. I'm like, no, he's not. But flowers, that's what, that's the first go-to thing when a guy fucks up is get them $20 flowers. But she agrees to go on the retreat because Josh made one tiny little effort. I'm like, has he done anything ever? He probably didn't even go to the shop. I think he just went online and like clicked yeah. like the first thing of roses that he saw. <sighs> it's just so, it's like, please give me a break. That's how I feel. I'm like, give me a fucking break. You know, I was irritated. Josh is just such a loser. And knowing that like she is dealing with this and her family is telling her to stick with him just infuriates me in a way that like, I can't. Like, it's so hard to hear Mackenzie say all of the right things and then have the people in her life be like, no. Like, manipulate so. her the other way. Oh, yeah. God. Well, I guess that's what the storyline is next episode, is the they're going to go to the... God, I guess that's where Josh meets Jesus. <laughs> Josh, and, Josh and Jesus get Josh together at this retreat. Because she did. She wrote this long Instagram post. Oh, I know. Like, I, oh, Josh I saw it. And Jesus is, like, why they got back together and it's like, I'm not like, honestly, I think that if Josh did find religion, like that would be wonderful. He seems like kind of a miserable, like dope. Yeah. So like, it'd probably actually be, I'm not saying that to mock him. I think it would actually be like quite good. To have something to just grasp onto in his directionless life. Yeah. It would be great for him, but I don't believe him. <laughs> did she delete her Instagram? Oh, she's we. she's a deleter. Yeah, no, here she is. I want to see if I can find this like Josh found God post. It's just like, no, he didn't. Why would he? You know what I mean? Like, what what would cause that? He doesn't give a fuck about you, Mackenzie. That's the hardest part, is like watching Mackenzie like truly force herself to be with someone who does not give a fuck. Also, to be, like, accepted into, like, I work at a Catholic church, and it's, like, a year-long fucking process to no, be, No, I don't like, think it's like that with, um, like, the evangelical. I think Yeah, they're probably like, more. They're probably just, just like, come on be, in. Like, I believe, and they're like, yeah. get the baptism already! Oh, no, We're Catholics, going you ocean. go through, you go to, like, classes, you have to get baptized no, at no, no, midnight no. I, the vigil. My understanding of many, like, charismatic evangelical religions is that it's opposite. <laughs> Like, they're just, just like in. let's get our numbers up baby yeah um yeah i can't find the post but she definitely says like he found god and so now it's all better and it's like girl that's not gonna fix anything but now they're broken up yes according to her when the season started she posted that we broke up because she's like i don't want i haven't been on social media but josh and i aren't together okay good good yeah it's like good for you i'm glad i mean thank god that's what she needs Oh, Mackenzie, you mess. Okay, so let's think of messes. <laughs> oh, so Amber opens her scene telling us that she's letting Andrew live in her house, which it's like, 
I think the courts are letting him live there. Everything, every, everything that you say, like just as intro to this, it's going to make me so angry because everything she says sends me into a blind rage. Yeah, because she's like unbelievably annoying and no it's accountability. Non-ownership. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, she's stressed out by the media. The media. I love how they're always like, it's the media. And it's like, and then they Which show the I, Instagram live of her fair, just like screaming. But, oh my God, so good. I love Amber. Just like, I, there was a certain point where I was like genuinely worried that she might hurt herself on Instagram I, live. I remember that. I like, remember when that all happened, when all the Andrew shit was happen, happening, I was at like this cat sitting appointment and I sat at their kitchen table for like an hour and just watched the entire Instagram video. I was only supposed to be there for like 10 minutes and I just could not stop watching it. And honestly, it was such a mess. remember when she was breaking up, like after her and Matt broke up and she'd be on Instagram live for hours, just like screaming at people. Yeah. It was like, you would watch her head, like leave her body. Oh yeah. Like her head would float off her body. And, but even then I was even, I mean, I never was on Amber's side, but everyone just hated Matt so yeah. much that we were like, yeah, glad you got out of that. So she finds out that Andrew wants to move James to California, which we know doesn't happen. And she lets us know That's it's taking a toll on her mental health. It's like, okay. She talks to her producer and- Liz, did you know that she has mental health problems? <laughs> I did not know. Had oh. no idea. And she's like- my psychiatrist is very worried about me. I got on the scale at the psychiatrist. I'm like, first of all, never in my life have I been waited at a psychiatrist office. Never have I ever. This is just, a, this is just like a low-key brag she's about to say A hundred percent. She's like, I've lost nine pounds in one week. I'm like, first of all, probably not. Second What's of your all, secret? Also, you're you, doing drugs. Are you seeing your psychiatrist every single week? Because you should be, though. I mean, no, Amber you should therapist. be. She should be oh, the therapist, oh. not the psychiatrist. Like, what is she doing at the psych doctor that all the psychiatrist that often? It doesn't make any sense. Now, nothing makes sense. And I guess the psychiatrist is asking her if she needs to go to inpatient, if she wants to kill herself. And Amber's like, no. And then I'm honest. No. <laughs> go to inpatient. I cannot believe that she has not been to inpatient. Like, it wouldn't be any different than where you, I mean, there's a bed there, Amber. It shouldn't be any, like, you yeah. get to lay in bed a lot. Well, she doesn't want to look at herself or yourself. do any of the work. Yeah. So she says that she called Gary and told Gary she was going to kill herself. Which, oh my God, I, I feel so bad for Gary. Like, she's calling the guy <sighs> she abused okay. to talk her out of this shit. I feel, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this. On one hand, I obviously feel bad for Gary because like you said, like, Gary's one of her victims and yeah. now he's like in charge of taking care of and saving her. Yeah. But on the other hand, I think that Gary has facilitated a relationship between the two of them that is inappropriate and lacks boundaries. And so if you were Christina, would you be like, Gary, this needs yeah, to Yeah. But Christina is kind of a nut job too, apparently. And I really? guess, well, I mean, her reaction to this is not like, Gary, what are we going to do? It's just like, Oh, I'm so sad. Well, apparently Gary's, Gary, or Christina's father killed himself. Right. I knew that. So I think that Christina, that puts her in like a weird, I'm not saying Christina's a nut job. I think that Christina, I don't know. I think Christina is so passive, so sure. passive, so, so, so passive. If I'm Christina, 
me, Liz, as Christina and not like Christina's passive self, I would definitely be like with my husband, like we need to have boundaries in place. Like you cannot be Amber's emotional support. Like, absolutely. Like not. this is not appropriate. It's not appropriate for Leah. Um, it's not, appro- it's not fair to me. So are you sending Leah over to Amber's house? I mean, not no, but I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think true. they are in general. I yes. think that Amber sees Leah very At their rarely. house, like super Yeah, or maybe like them. go out to get their nails done. Get massages but- for a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that they see her regularly. Like, I don't, I don't think they're in regular contact. No, absolutely not with Leah be going over there. Um, but I definitely like, I just feel like there's an inappropriate relationship going on with Gary and Amber. And I think that if I'm Christina, I would be really uncomfortable with it. I find, I don't, because I find Amber to be so manipulative yeah. and I don't find anything that she does to be coming from a genuine place. If I'm Christina, I'd be like, what is she trying to do? I, but I feel like it's not a sexual way Amber's going after no, Gary. It's it, almost like she's, she's seeking him as a per, like a parental. It's almost like they're her like Although parents. here's the thing. You say it's not sexual and like, I don't think maybe it is consciously, but like, do I think that Amber would maybe try and get Gary to come over and then maybe they'd have sex? Like, maybe. I mean, how can you resist Gary? How can you resist Gary? <laughs> or Amber. Um, um, yeah. But do you know also- what I'm saying? Like, I think that Amber's so fucked up in the head and like her boundaries are so non-existent and her lord. Oh, I think she'd have sex so- with Gary if he tried to in a heartbeat. And I think that she is so desperate for a tension yeah and so desperate for comfort and I think that like it's not a surprise to me that when she has a boyfriend she doesn't call Gary saying she wants to kill herself yeah do you know what I mean like I think that it it's only well first of all Amber has no friends let's like Amber doesn't have friends Um, Gary and Christine are her friends which is that's like sad it's really sad I also think that it's just emotionally inappropriate and I wouldn't feel comfortable as a wife if my husband was his baby mother's like soul emotional support. That's a very inappropriate relationship. Now, don't you think that Gary's a little bit manipulative too though? Like he's keeping Amber. Well, I, as I like, I think he's keep, I think it's twofold. I do think part of it is that they're in a very complicated situation when it comes to Leah. Yeah. And they don't know how to navigate this. I think Gary and Christina should be in counseling um, not necessarily deal with their relationship, but to like have guidance on like how they're supposed to be dealing yeah, with to Amber. keep boundaries. Yeah. I think they desperately need like family therapy, family therapy. I think they all need therapy. Um, because like, what does Gary know about navigating a relationship like this? You know what I mean? So I do think like a big part of it is Leah, but I also, I've said it before. Like, I think the other big part of it is Gary's terrified. Amber's going to get them fired. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I mean, Janelle got fired. David got fired. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I understand. Sarah got fired. Yeah. And then Deb got fired and then Babs got fired. Yeah. Yeah. If Amber goes- That is interesting. Gary's not on the show anymore. I never thought of that. Yeah. And I think Gary has um, an understand- I think Gary is somebody that has understood reality TV pretty well throughout the course of being on the show. Oh, yeah. He's good. And he he knows what he's doing. And I think that he has an understanding that if he is there for Amber, Amber is a more sympathetic character. 
he knows Amber better than anyone too. So he knows exactly how to provoke her and how to kind of talk her off. Like he knows exactly yeah, what. Like I, I do think it. obviously like he doesn't want Amber to kill himself. Like, of course. Yeah, like sure. he, and I think he does genuinely want Amber to be better. And he does want Amber to be like a mother to Leah. And he does care about James because that's Leah's brother. Right. And, like all of that I think is true, but I think that it would be crazy to not recognize that Gary's financial security depends on Amber. Right. And if Amber had, if Gary was refusing to talk to Amber and was getting on camera and being like, Amber beat the shit out of Gary or Andrew and we don't support her anymore. Yeah, that could start a whole uh, snowball effect there for sure. Do people start calling sponsors? Do people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think Gary is also oh, directly seeing yeah. like what it's like when the audience turns and how that affects jobs. And like, if I'm Gary... Whether it's right or wrong, I still want my five hundred thousand dollars a season for to sit in a little to work. sit in a chair, yeah. Um, especially Gary, like he's on screen for what four minutes an episode, yeah. like, and he's getting five hundred thousand dollars. Like, plus Ooh. Christina's getting a nice check. She's been on that show for a long time yeah. now. Does she she's have a job? Like a, no, they yeah. haven't had jobs. In, I mean, they own like a couple rental properties, but like right. rental properties in. Anderson, Indiana. Like how, you know what I mean? Like, I doubt they're making enough. I'm the sure they live, they live pretty frugally. They seem, they've said like they buy all the kids clothes on clearance. Like I'm sure yeah. that they have money in savings, but like 500,000 coming in versus 500,000 not coming in. Yeah. It's like Gary's a nice ass truck. If you look at that truck, he probably bought in cash. It's like yeah, a $55,000 sure. truck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I never thought that of that. That's in interesting. That house is probably owned in full from cash they bought from Teen Mom. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, I think that Gary's not stupid. And the last thing that Wait, Gary now do you wants- think, we do you think that the other girls are maybe doing the same thing, though? That um, they're scared that if Amber gets kicked yeah, off, I think they to don't an have extent, a show? I think that's true to an extent. Because if it get like, I think maybe a less, a little less scared because they've just started replacing people. And yeah, Farrah getting true. fired and Janelle getting fired hasn't ended any shows. But if I'm sitting at home and I see like the awful things Amber does, because remember Amber going to prison is what got the show off there the first True, time. Yeah. I'm thinking like, fuck. That's is she interesting. Ruin yeah. this for the rest of us. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, right. I just think that like Gary, it's a twofold thing, and I think the check. Mo- I I think there. I think if the check wasn't there, he would obviously still feel a certain type of way about Amber's Leah's mother and wanting to help her. But I think it would look very, very different. I think they would fight a lot more. Yeah. I think that Gary has such a motivation to keep the peace because when it comes to filming, like his, it only helps him to be on Amber's good side. Yeah. And he looks like the hero in every situation now. Exactly. And he looks good and there's never a bad word about Gary online. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Gary kind of lives like the best life where he gets paid so much money and faces almost no scrutiny and still has a ton of privacy true, yeah. and still has a very normal life, I'm assuming, and kind of gets to do whatever he wants with the, a large amount of money. And he doesn't even have, like, it's not even his wife that's the main focus of, right. you know what I mean? Like, you could say the same about maybe like Taylor or Cole, but they still have to deal like with their wife being the main cast member. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah, Gary, true. Gary doesn't have to deal with that. Like, they get all the perks with very few of the drawbacks they could have a whole episode with amber and they'll just show him doing crafts with leah for yeah and all he says to get his check is like that's good honey yep and he still gets his episode appearance check yep um so i just think that it's not i think that it's not worth it for him to like really stand up to her but i just think like the idea of 
Amber calling Gary because she wants to kill herself is just so, like, first of all, I don't really believe her. And that, that she wants to like, kill herself? That, yeah, because I think if she wanted to kill herself, she wouldn't be reaching out to Gary. I also find Amber to be so sad that she's so unable to maintain or has a desire or tries to maintain any friendships. Yeah. Like, that's sad that the only person you have to call when you're in that state is Gary. That's very sad. Because it's not like Gary, like, emotionally gives you anything. Nope. Ugh. So, yeah, we find out that Christina basically called her and Gary saves her. Um, Gary talks to Christina about it and Gary's like, well, it's really taking a toll on Amber. And you can tell, I think Christina is, like, getting overwhelmed with this. Oh, yeah. I, like, I'd be curious to know, like, Christina's inner monologue. I would just love to be a fly on the wall at their house when they don't think the cameras See, are on. Not even that, because I'm not even, I think Christina's so passive. Like, she I need to be in her it. head. I right. want to know what's in her head that she won't say out loud. Because she's just so passive. Yeah. Like, there's no way she can truly support any of this. Yeah. All right. Um, she's like, Leah loves her mom and wants her to be happy and healthy, which of course, and this is what I mean by like, I don't think they're doing what they can to actually make Leah's mom's better, Leah's mom better. I think they should have had a sit-down intervention with Amber after she got arrested and told her that she had to go to inpatient. Yeah, they're just enabling her. They are. And that's why it's like, you know, they say they want to help her. They say they want to help her, but like they can't help her. They can't. They yeah. can be there for her, but it's crazy that after she was arrested or after these fucking audio tapes come out that they didn't sit Amber down and said, if you want to see Leah you need to go to a six-week inpatient treatment. That's yeah. it. Well, it sounds like that's what happens next uh, next episode. But she though. doesn't go, so. <laughs> but at least when Br- Gary brings it up Although to her, I will say. there was a little bit of time where she said she was somewhere, so maybe she does. I don't know. Maybe she for two weeks goes somewhere. I mean, there, there's no way she stays the whole time if she, she goes. She needs to go but... to a real, not like an MTV Arizona. Like, right. she needs to go to like a real. Where they allow cameras in. A real facility with a good reputation where she goes for weeks. Yeah. For months and gets better or at least works to get better. I just don't, I just like, I can't like, imagine after the arrest that your first thing isn't like sitting down with Amber and like establishing consequences. Like when you share a daughter. Yeah. Like, Amber, we're here for you, and we support you, and we love you, and we want you to get better, but just so you know, like, until you can prove to us that you have started a DBT treatment, or until you can prove to us, you know what I mean? Like, actual, like, these are the things that you need to do, but they don't. They're just like, well, we love you. holding out hope for next episode. It really seems like that's what Gary said. We just want you to get better, huh? You know what I mean? It's always just like, we're here for you. We support you. Andrew sucks. Why did you need the tapes? is my question. Like, Gary, you know what she does. Yeah. <laughs> they show in, in I, I'm, I'm covering the first three episodes of season three right now, and they show her punching him in the side of the face, like, three times per episode so far yeah. in just the past, like, and it is just as upsetting every time. It never gets less upsetting watching yeah. it. Yeah. No. It's, she close fist punches him in the face. Like, hard. It hard. lands right on his cheekbone. You can see it. Hard. <gasps> um. So after the leak footage comes out, which they play of Amber being like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Have you watched all of that and heard all of it? Yeah, all of like, it. Of course. Yeah. 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 All of it. Back when it like came out. Me I haven't really listened to it in a while, but like, although I did re-listen uh, without a crystal ball, reposted one where I know, she I, was- I've- 
I got the one where she was admitting to slapping him. And it was longer. <sighs> yeah. It was, like, like, it was a, like an unedited clip or whatever. I was like, this sounds exactly the same as it did in my memory. Like, what did she edit? I don't, I'm not it's sure. It's just her she, repeating it over and yeah. over. But when she says like, I, when he's like, you punch me. And she's like, I didn't punch you. And he's like, what would you call it? A slap? And she said, yeah, and I'll do it again. And you deserved it. And I'll do it harder. I'll like, kill you. She threatens to kill him in that, in that same yeah. sentence. And you hear her like, go at him. And in that, I don't know if it's that same recording, but she taught, she yells at him for getting her knocked up and like she- So there is one where she says that he lies to her. He lied to her about having a vasectomy and that she wasn't planning on getting pregnant until she was 35 and it's all her, his fault that she has another baby and she didn't want a baby and she didn't want a baby and this is all his fault and she wasn't supposed to have another baby until she was 35 and he lied to her about having a vasectomy. But here's the thing, like, I'm not sure I believe Amber. Oh, you think? Like, I don't know. Maybe he did lie to her about having a vasectomy. Like, what? I don't, maybe he did. Like, maybe he did. And that's not right. And like, fuck Andrew if that's what he did. And that's inexcusable. But at the same time, like, one, nobody forced Amber to go through that pregnancy. Yeah. Like, she had the very real option of not having that baby. Or to just be on birth control. You can go, go ahead and get on birth control, too. I mean, I guess I can understand, though, if the guy says, like, he's had a vasectomy. She, um, she doesn't know this guy from yeah also that's Adam. true like she's known him for like she got pregnant within like three weeks of knowing yeah. him so it's like you're having unprotected sex with him even if he said he had a vasectomy you're still having unprotected sex with him um second of all like nobody forced you to have the baby mm-hmm. i mean it's if that's true if he said she had a he had a vasectomy and she got pregnant like that's fucked up and i like i agree that that's fucked up and i'm not justifying that at all but like nobody then forced amber to have the conclusion that she did yeah. And in that recording, she, I feel like she, in my memory, she refers to the baby as it a couple yeah. of times, which is horrible. And she says several times, I didn't want this baby. I don't want this baby. Yeah. I don't want this baby. She just like, it's just, you know, she could have had an abortion. She could have left Andrew for deceiving her right then. Yeah. She could have left Andrew when Signed the baby was parental born. Rights. There's like a million situations that don't involve, even if he got her pregnant, lied about having a vasectomy and got her pregnant on purpose. I'm not excusing that. That is unjustifiable. But as Gary says in this season three episode we watched, like nothing that anybody does can force Amber to act the way that she does. Right. Because in the season three episode, Amber says, yeah, I hate you, but what did you do to make that happen, Gary? And he's like, we're not talking about this. Right Which now. is what I feel like. So just, so let's say that Andrew did say it a vasectomy and lied about it. Like, does that then justify Amber punching him in the face while he's driving? Right. And Amber attacking him and Amber saying that she wants to kill him and wants him to die and that he's retarded and all of this awful stuff. she punched him on the way to, like, leave school. Yeah, and then they saw Gary and apparently Gary asked. Yeah, he's like, what's on your face? So Gary, like, saw it. They talk about it in the recording. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, A doesn't excuse B. Right. You know what I mean? And like Amber shouldn't have even been in a relationship with Andrew to begin with. She shouldn't have moved some guy in three days after breaking up with Matt. And now she's just in some other relationship or was with I that think guy that's over, yeah. from Europe that she yeah. just flew in and let live in her house. Yeah. She's oh okay. So the recording right now that we're talking about is just the one recording, I believe. The ring. Yeah, and it's just a yet. snip of one yeah. recording. It's they just didn't the play one. the whole thing. It's just her saying, like, I would kill you. They should have yes. played the one of her admitting to hitting him. I think that's next episode when it, they better it all play that. comes out. They definitely show the ring cam. Good. 
she's just like she's just really bad and she calls gary and she's or they play the the clip and she calls gary and she's like i was going she's through postpartum depression yeah. Which just that upset me so much, and I, I hope that it upset everyone. Well, the thing is, she probably was going through postpartum depression, but like once again, like what did you do to get help? Nothing. But I don't. I don't know if that's really a symptom of postpartum depression. That well, you I think um, like you're totally. Boyfriend. Well, no, not the right. I think the totally being detached from James and being well, like. Yeah, but, but I think the that's violence. Also she it is. sounds yeah, like no, she's. Oh no 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 no! I'm no. not. What I'm saying is like she probably was, but like it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, I believe that she was definitely going through postpartum depression, but she says it in a way like he recorded me when yeah, I was yeah, going yeah, yeah. like as if like, it justifies. Yeah. And um she is like, I just don't want James to hear it one day. It's like then you shouldn't have fucking said it. Also, James was in the car while you did it. So Yeah, you did that hear shit it. is imprinted on his brain anyway, yeah. even if he doesn't have Heard actual it. memories of it, that trauma, Amber is imprinted on his brain. Meanwhile, Gary's just in his chair, just like uh-huh. I know he's like yeah. rock, he's like rocked back in his chair, yeah. like <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. He's fat. You can tell he looks fed up in this scene. Yeah, he's which is like, re- a relief to see. I know, I know. And that's it for this week. So Woo! hopefully next week everybody comes down on Amber, but I'm sure they won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding out hope because you're uh, more of an optimist me- than I am. I know, I know, I am. Okay, Amanda, uh, tell everyone where to find you. Oh yeah, um, you can find me at Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom uh, on you know iTunes and stuff, and I also have a Patreon where I cover Sixteen and Pregnant. I just finished Unexpected, and uh, I just do fun episodes like Being Gary, Being Babs, Being Deb, all that fun stuff. So check out. Yeah, out go subscribe. Okay, Amanda, thanks so much, and listen to me on Amanda's podcast. Yes, we're doing that soon. Woo! Okay, bye. bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.